Welcome to today's episode of Taking Care of Business, the first episode of 2023. So first of all, I'd like to wish the people on the camera and listen to the podcast and my brother, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I was actually talking the other day to my wife just saying, at what point do you stop saying Happy New Year? It's the 10th of January today. Do you still say it? I don't know. February. February. When it gets to Valentine's, you can then go to Happy Valentine's. That's the next... Uh, official date I think I'm over Happy New Year now 10th of January is acceptable for me okay before we get into real estate or Christmas trees let's talk them very quickly I don't want to see more Christmas trees I hate well this is what I was getting on to mine was down on the 26th evening which is the day after Christmas now I went to a restaurant yesterday with you and went to that restaurant and walked out because what was there it was a Christmas tree (laughs) it's the 9th of January it's the Christmas tree I'm sorry but there's got to be some law against that what's an acceptable date then well for me (laughs) If I hear a Christmas song on Boxing Day, I feel physically sick. Yeah. So, so Christmas is over the next 26, day. 26, we agree. 26, yeah. yeah so okay, acceptable. Fine. So Christmas is over. New Year's is over. Um, but we're going into a 2023 property market of potential promise. Uh, nerves around the world, what's going on. And, uh, you know, whether it's the cost of living, whether it's the interest rate increases, whether it is uh, property values increasing. Brazil yesterday yeah. had... Um, like the White House, effectively, for Brazil, stormed by protesters. So there was yeah. a lot going on. Uncertainty. So. Uncertainty. But what happens in uncertainty is it as an investor? Opportunity. There is yeah. lots of opportunity. You have a little right-hand man today. Right. So we have got, we've been working busy over the Christmas period to put together all of the data and statistics. Statistics. Statistics from not only Allsop and Allsop, but also from the Dubai Land Department. So we've got a couple of key highlights to share with you today. And our market report will be available from Wednesday, which will be tomorrow, the 11th of January. So check it out on our socials and on the website, download it, and hopefully you'll find it very, very useful. So we've got a couple of key insights I want to share with you today of what happened last year in Dubai real estate. What happened? It was good. <laughs> yeah, it was a great That's year. That's what the report said. Um, okay, so it was the record amount of transactions we've ever been, not we, Dubai, we have ever been involved in. Over 90,000 transactions in 2022. Now, in 2021, to give you context, there was 61,000 transactions that took place. So that is a massive growth in terms 61% of 61% increase versus 2021 of the total number of transactions. What did you put it down to? Um, a lot of people come into the country, so population uh, is up 2.4%, about 2.5% versus 2021, so population increase. Uh, I feel the people seeing rental prices increase quite dramatically last year, which we'll touch on later on, so you're kind of forcing people's hand to buy because it's very expensive to rent. Yeah. Um, but there's another part of that story, so there's 90, 97,000 transactions happened last year in Dubai, uh, ready transactions, there was a 47% increase from 2021 to 2022. So there was 36,000 ready transactions that happened in 21, and in 22, there's 53,000, so a huge increase. And then lastly, the off-plan side of things was huge, 81% increase versus 2021. So there were 24,000 off-plan transactions that took place. All of the status from the Dubai Land Department and 43,000 that happened in 22. So 81% increase. A lot of people look at off plan, isn't there? Well, you're one of them, mate. You're I am one of them, yeah. You're, you're one of the, the key investors. I think the thing is with off plan at the moment is there's some amazing options out there. I think 
one of the, the key takeaways I've seen about Dubai over the last few years is that if you look at the new launch developments, where it's like places like Talal Al Gaf, uh, the Damat Lagoons, that they're really hitting the end user market of lifestyle for purchases. Now, interesting on our report, and I'll just pull it up now. The biggest transacted area in the whole of Dubai was actually Damat Lagoons. Uh, it had. Let's see if I can find it here for you. I think it's something like six thousand transactions in a year. Uh, where is it here? I'll tell you now. Obviously, they launched a hell of a lot last year, didn't they? Cra- crazy, hell of crazy. A lot. It's, a, it's a big old development. Just while Lewis is looking for that data, have you got it? No, no. <laughs> well, Lewis is looking for that data. So, um, top buyer nationality last year. So, this is really our data. Uh, we're seeing a huge influx of Russian buyers coming into uh, into the Allsop and Allsop in terms of looking to buy. So, typically, as a British real estate agency, we're trying to we tend to attract naturally. British clients, 21% of our clients last year were British, uh, 11.9% were Indian, 4.2% French, and 3.7% were Russian. So they are our top four uh, nationality buyers for 2022. Still finding it? Still trying to find it. I've shouted out there, so it's, and I'm trying to find the data to back it up. Okay, so whilst Lewis is still looking for that data... It's going to go on a long time, isn't it? <laughs> what we seen last year in 2022 was the return of the apartment living. So, last year, 2022, 68% of all transactions were apartments, sales transactions. 84% of all rental transactions were also apartments. And then 82% of all off-plan transactions were apartments. There's a lot of percentage out there. <laughs> There's a lot of percentage. I feel like I'm in a maths class at the moment. I think what we're saying is, is most of the transactions happened last year were apartments. Yes. So I'm going to jump quickly into a question that's been drilled into me so many times, and and I'm sure you're going to give a view on it, over the last, especially three months or so. So the interest rates have gone up mm-hmm. over the last year and a half. Really. How many interest rates have we had gained? Last year, I think off the top of my head, one, two, three, four... Five to six. So for me personally, I've seen the effects of this on my mortgage, which I've sent you print screens of WhatsApps, how raging it was that the prices have gone <laughs> up on, on the interest. So effectively, if anyone doesn't understand mortgages, you obviously pay a capital amount and you pay an interested amount to the bank to loan that money every year. So that used to be 0.25, at its lowest. It's currently, I think I'm paying at about 5.3%. So to put it into context for you, if you lend a million dirhams of mortgage, you pay 5% per year to the bank to have that as a, an outstanding amount that you owe the bank. So what we've seen happen over the last year or so is interest rates have naturally gone up and that's to curb inflation, to stop people having more excess cash. But what that's done if you're a homeowner is actually create more um, cost for your mortgage on a monthly basis. So the question I've been asked is how has Dubai been affected compared to the UK and US? Because the UK and US... Um, they're in quite a lot of trouble at the moment. Transactions dramatically See, a month on month decreasing Massive. in the UK in particular. So why is it happening in Dubai? And I'll just give you my spin on this. Um, so Dubai again is like the phoenix out of the flames when everything else seems to be going a little bit west. Dubai seems to come out of the side. And there's a couple of factors, whether it's the golden bees and things like that. But the main thing for me and why property owners are not detouring or worried about this increase is because they have more excess cash here. And this is such a massive factor. So in the UK, US, if you're a high earning individual, you're paying 50% tax on the money that you're coming in. 
Everyone here is tax-free on income tax, meaning there is a major buffer of 50% of income that you have compared to anywhere else in the world. And that's what's keeping the Dubai market continuing. I mean, people are just not faltering, are they, about the interest rates? The thing is with interest rates is we've probably seen a difference of about 30% from what you were paying originally pre-March to today. You see, you're paying 30% more on your mortgage. The difficulty is, and we'll talk, talk about some stats at the moment, is rental prices last year, as an average, were up 40%. <laughs> so it's not good. You kind of caught between a rock and a hard place because rental prices have jumped so much. Yes, it's more expensive to borrow money, but it's incredibly more expensive now to even rent a property. So yeah. what we found is, yes, yes, it, it doesn't look good in terms of optics and people saying all oh, interest rates are going up. But the choice between owning something and paying nearly double on their rent is an easy decision. So what we found is that if we used typically five million as a purchase price last March, if people were buying at five million then, because affordability is slightly different, meaning they can borrow less now because the interest the payments are higher, what people are doing is they're actually having to buy cheap not cheaper, but smaller price property. So yeah. for example, someone buying at five million might be buying at 3.7, 3.8 million today. Well, look, the good thing about Dubai is that the, the options there is looking at the cheapest apartments. You can rent an apartment in Damak Hills too. It's a little bit out of the way. 25,000 for the year. Yeah, nice. Absolutely incredible. International City, 29,000. Downtown Jeblali, 35,000. So I'm not saying people are taking the extreme of going there, but as Dubai has continued to build outwards, there is more opportunity to live further out to get a more affordable Well, living. we've got one of our headlines here, the suburban surge, Ooh. meaning people are going out to the suburbs. So we're finding that people are moving further out and there's a lot of handovers happening this year so for example Raymond Ranchi Street, Talawa Gaff, you've got Villanova so there's lots lots of communities handing out further and will offer people more value uh, in that certainly at that price point two million two million above so the, the suburban surge the average price sounds like a great movie by the way suburban. the suburban surge that's <laughs> scary sounds like something Hulk Hogan would be in yeah. <laughs> the suburban command yeah. <laughs> the suburban surge so what we found last year is the average Villa townhouse price last year, and again, this is my land department data, was 5 million dirhams on average. And that was an increase of 28% versus 2021. Villa pri- uh, apartment prices or rental prices, so should I say, which are villas or townhouses, the average rental price is 297,000, which is an increase of 40%. Big. You're not, 40% not happy if you return that. You're not happy. You're definitely not happy. So you can see there what we talked about earlier on, the impact there being a tenant, it's kind of driving them into the, into the hands of buying, even if it is more expensive. And I think that leads on to where we're at today. So if you're a tenant, a lot of people have seen a renewing this year, but renewing at a cost. I mean, one of, one of the people who works on I was speaking to yesterday was living in the IFC in a two bed for 150. They moved out of it. They're looking for the same unit. It's 250 now for these units. And the one thing they said is there's not a lot available. So this leads on to the story, really, where I see the Dubai market. So Allsop and Allsop stats, we're down 22% from 2021 to 2022 on listings to market. So new properties come in, come new in available New properties, sale. meaning the owner wants to sell the house. We're down 22%. We're actually up 9% in buyer registrations. Now, there's a couple of factors with this, with the listings. First of all, um, there are a lot of people sitting on a lot of equity and watching the market. Um, and there's obviously a major demand. So 
if you do a search and you try and find a house that matches your area that you're looking for, the bedroom that you're looking for, whether it's upgraded with a pool, your specific requirements, that goes from hundreds down to a few that's vacant on transfer. Well, I've got a really good scenario to, sh- to share with you on that. So Jamira Golf Estates, we did a, a quick check about a week ago. There was 20 listings available for sale. So 20 listings in all Jamira Golf Estates. There are about a thousand properties, maybe a little bit more. Villas, that is. Villas, yeah. yeah. So about a thousand villas in Jamira Golf Estates. We had 20 for sale. Of the 20 for sale, how many do you think were available to move in if you purchased immediately without a tenant? I'm taking a guess of three. Two. Wow, that's grim. Two. So 10% of total inventory in Jamira Golf Estates, you can buy and you can move into immediately without having to give your tenant notice and wait for a year. So when we talk about undersupply, okay, there is another layer to the undersupply. It's an undersupply of being able to buy something and actually being able to move into it. It's a big, big thing for most end users. You don't want to buy a house and be like, oh, sorry, yeah, I'll move in next year. Enjoy my house for a year. (laughs) So uh, listing numbers were down. Um, That plays a part into the number of viewing. So what we found is viewing numbers were also down last year. And the reason for that is because if you can imagine there are fewer properties to market, it actually meant that the people that were viewing were able to view fewer properties because a year ago, anecdotally, they might be looking at five properties, whereas last year, they might have only been looking at two because of the lack of supply. Yeah. Um, obviously, we talk about tenants. Not a lot of tenants are willing to move out of their properties because if they're getting COVID rental prices, yeah. not reluctant to move, stay where they are. Yeah. Well, there's a lot going on in Dubai. I think the other thing is the news that's come out recently. Let's just talk uh, off subject, not about the report, about what's going on in Dubai. So first one that I want to talk about is amortization kicking in. Yep. Uh, so that kicked in on the 1st of January. You have to, is it 4% of your staff? 2%. 2% of your staffing have to be Emirati. Yeah. Um, so obviously we own a recruitment company and we're going for the process potentially opening an Emirati division because... Every company above, is it 50 employees in a trade license? 50 or Yeah, 50 or above, yeah. You need to have at least one local worker business. The bigger you get, and we're at 500 people, you can do the mathematics, how many Emiratis we need to hire. So I was listening to on the radio on Dubai Eye, big shout out to Dubai Eye, Brandy and uh, Tom. Tom O'Connor, and Richard. Yeah, and Rich Dean. Yeah. Um, and they were talking about it. And they were saying that one of the big factors is everybody's now shifting to find the Emiratis to try and avoid paying the fines. And obviously, hire the good talent that comes with it. But there is a caveat to that, that there is more demand on income at the moment. These staff know they're in demand, and it's driving up the price for um, hiring. Well, if there's 9 million people living in the UAE, let's just say, I don't know the exact numbers, 9 million people live in the UAE, let's call it 10%. million and a half Emiratis. All of a sudden, people are hiring Emiratis mm. because they need to by law. If you're an Emirati, you're thinking, great, you're up in your hands, you can actually... You, I would. More, more people are basically are offering you jobs. It means you can have more money. You've got more, you know, Bargaining visibility. Power. Yeah, you've got more visibility to your employment power to be able to ask for more money. I think it's a good thing. Look, there is a lot of great Emirati talent out there, um, and yeah, it kind of forces our hands to do that. Definitely. So next one I want to get on to is the Dubai economic agenda. So obviously, Sheikh Mohammed announced what's going to happen with the economy over the next few years. D thirty three. Yeah, talking about yeah. Is that D twelve? <laughs> <laughs> good Tell me one D D twelve song. Um, pills. Yeah, yeah. That was a good tune. Um, so the agenda is the hundred transformers project, which will help support the city's growth and real estate, 
and the economic target of 32 trillion dirhams over the next years to attract new talent and investment. One thing I find very interesting what Dubai is doing, and this goes on to the money that is coming at the moment, we're in such a unique position with Dubai where there is VAT coming for the first time two years ago yep. and corporation tax coming for the first time ever um, in June. June this year. All of these will play a part into reinvesting into making Dubai greener and more sustainable. And that's what I think the end goal is, is that they want to make Dubai more of a walkable city and more of a, uh, you know, when you go to New York or London, these places. Well, there's a project being launched and the developer, I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head, but very recently, it's a developer launching where they're basically, a part of development, there is, a, I think, five or six kilometre indoor air-conditioned walking oh, wow. track. I think, think it's as easy. It's got to be a running track. Sure it walking is. Track. Yeah. Walking tracks when you're old. It's got to be <laughs> a, old. a jogging track. I actually went for a walk last night. Did you really? Yeah. I don't want for the day. It's <laughs> a good little calorie burner. Um, I mean, uh, obviously lots of positivity with Dubai. We talk about D33. It's obviously a big focus in the next 10 years to drive the economy, which is fantastic. Talking about, coming, circling back to property prices, Dubai prices in the next 12 months. Well, last year, in terms of what actually happened, there was 265 billion worth of total sales transaction was an all-time high don't want to put you on the spot Ooh. and I know you don't have a crystal ball I do but every <laughs> Mr. Lou what do you want to know <laughs> what's going to happen because some of our agents on the floor when they talk to their sellers or the, yeah. even their buyers more so some people say I'm going to wait until the market cools down a little bit yeah what's your view I've got my view what's going to happen in the next 12 months take owning and take renting completely out of the equation there was 27,000 or 40,000 house under over this year, I think 27 the year before, and there was a 90,000 net gain of people in Dubai. So forget anything else, just houses versus people. There is not enough houses to build the amount of people that are coming here. And then factoring that in with what's actually available you're buying to move into. So taking it, everything out of it, just logistics of people and houses and what Dubai's goal is. Dubai's goal is simple. They're offering golden visas. I'm going through the process myself. Big up the gold visas. Uh, 10 years you're allowed in the country, one blood test, you get benefits and you can retire here. They're now starting to bring all these people from different parts of the world. They're saying, hang on a minute, I can live here. With this happening, the economy... The long-term employee, employer, retiree will end up staying here. They stay here, they need more houses, more houses. If they don't have enough houses, it's going to do one thing, push prices up. So here's my forecast for you without getting too technical. A 10 to 15% property value gain in 2023, even with interest rates going up. I concur. Oh, I, wow. think, I think... We will see maybe one or two further interest rate rises early part of this year, and I don't think I think that will probably come to an end. You know, maybe please <laughs> help us. Um, but what I do think is, I think we'll see single digit, late single digits, early double digit growth this year, and for a number of reasons, what Louis said, not lots of supply coming, new supply coming into the marketplace. We're still seeing more people coming coming into Dubai. The roads, just anecdotally, are still absolutely mad. It is mental. But you know when that happens, this is really sad of me. When the roads are busy, I just think tenant, landlord, landlord, tenant, buyer. That's all. I th- I'll go. I'm really bad like that. But exactly. Oh, there's a lot of buyers on the street. And even that, couple of that, I think because rental prices will probably, because population is increasing, naturally people's first port of call is to rent first. If people are rent, renting more, it means prices go up, so it then forces people to have to buy. Correct. So I think this year, and if you replace back December 2022, 2023, I think you will see marginal property price increases come the end of the year. 
which by the way, single digit growth healthy. is a sign of a mature property market. And it's healthy. It is healthy, I agree. I'm not though, <laughs> after Christmas. <laughs> How many uh, pastries did you have over Christmas? Do you know what, Greg's is only went twice to be, it's too cold really? outside to go. Do you want to share with people what you got for Christmas before we wrap it up in terms of like Greg's attire? Oh yeah, Greg's pyjamas, they're absolutely incredible. Have you worn them yet? Yeah, they're very comfortable to be fair. We'll leave you with that antidote. <laughs> Thank you very much. Enjoy our property report. Download it. Wednesday, subscribe. look at it. Videos. This comes out on Friday. Happy New Year. We'll see you soon. Bye.